Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And welcome into Poke the Bear episode 45. 45. Pedro Martinez episode. Yeah, the Pedro Martinez, the Aaron Johnson episode. This is, this is all about Aaron Johnson. I've actually, now it's taken me 45 episodes to get into this, uh, where I look up because I, 44, I knew, 43, I knew, 42, I knew. Most of these I, you know, but 45, I was like, damn, who was the last Bruin to wear number 45? So I actually looked it up. It was Joe Morrow. Hmm. Bruin wear 45s. Bruin's, Bruin's, Joe Morrow le- Bruin's legend, Joe Morrow. Actually, the longest tenured Bruin with 45 before Johnson and Aaron uh, and uh, and uh, Joe Morrow was uh, was Mark Stewart. Yeah, it was Mark Stewart. 2007 yeah, was... or six to 2011. So uh, noted enforcer, left shot defensive Mark Stewart. When the Bruins needed a top four left shot defensive, they should have called Mark Stewart. I know. Been like it was a bit of back. an oversight on their part, but. Would it would have taken less than a third round pick to get Mark Stewart true. in 2021? I, this is true. You can't argue, argue with the logic, Evan. These are facts the media won't report. Uh, yes. But by the way, that's Connor Ryan, Evan Marinovsky, if you don't know. Hope you guys are all doing well. Um, so the Bruins know their uh, second round opponent. They don't know when they're going to play yet. Now, again, this is being recorded Thursday. So we're going to assume this is going to start Saturday. We're going to assume it doesn't really matter. The, the start time of this doesn't really affect anything we're about to say. So it's not like, oh, you know, on Saturday nights when it's 7 p.m. and there's no rain, the Bruins are, you know, it looks like the the um, Tim Kirkton stats. Yes. Uh, there's none of that. It's it's whatever. Um, how's your week been? Evan, it's been swell. Been doing, uh, working on a lot of previews. Obviously, we, we went into it expecting either or of the Islanders or Penguins. Uh, you know, on Bruins, we, we talked about kind of who you would prefer. And I kind of mentioned that, you know, Pittsburgh, uh, you know, Jari's not great, but, you know, they still got a pretty high – if they're playing up to their level, they got a very high ceiling. Um, I like to redact that. Maybe I was on a little bit of a heater, but, like, you know, <laughs> I, I was trying speak. to get – yeah, I was getting a little bit too bold there. But, um, yeah, I was telling you before we started recording, I was, like, physically pained uh, watching uh, Jari in that series. I mean – it's not like that Pittsburgh team was like destined to be a one and done. That was a that was a good Pittsburgh team, and for a team that that could be like probably one of the last hurrahs of that that core in place to have a promising team undone by dog shit goaltending, like horrible goaltending. Uh, that's 
that's that's a brutal break for them. I mean, he was he was dreadful in that series. Um, and again, if you're the Bruins, you probably look at that series of like, all right, well, yeah, you know, Pittsburgh's got some skill of their own; they can score, but we're gonna hang four or five goals a night on Jari easily, right? The way they're playing, oh. right now. if not more, all right? Like, I mean, yeah. Uh, so yeah, it, it's, it's a tough. What a tough break for the Bruins. I still think they're favored in this series against the Islanders, which we're going to talk about. But um, yeah, looking at that series, it's kind of like how we went into Washington and we mapped out right away a very easy matchup, right? Or, or a mismatch that the Bruins were going to get goals on whoever Washington was going to roll out there, whether it's Samsonov or Anderson or, or Vanacek. Uh, Pittsburgh was going to be an even worse matchup, right? In terms of just what the, what they were going to roll out there. Um you get the Islanders who, again, may not have as high of a ceiling as, as the Penguins, but damn, like <laughs> you're in much better hands, whether it's Sorokin or Lamov, uh, in terms of what you have out there. So, you know, maybe they're not as dynamic, but I expect we're going to see quite a few, uh, one goal nail biters and, and games dragging into overtime as he's go on. So I just did a quick Twitter search of Tristan Jari just to see. Uh, the stat from uh, Wednesday night where it was like expected goals against 0.09 and then it actual like goals five. against <laughs> it's, like, <laughs> it, it's so shocking that's almost impressive that someone can let up that many shit opportunities end up in the back of the net. And his glove is so bad. See, the funny thing is, you know, you hear we obviously don't get to watch every game. The, the average most fans don't watch every game or even outside of like their fandoms, except for Spokesy, who somehow watches every game that's like going on at once, but that's okay. Respect. Uh, res- I got to respect it, especially the wild, uh, which he was right on, by the way. And he's go- he's going to will them to a game seven win. I c- can feel it. Um, but you know, you, you hear a lot of narratives around the league, you know, the Leafs aren't that good. You hear like different little things from different parts of the league, but you don't get to really see it a lot, whether it be because they're not on nationally or, you know, you're just busy with life or the Bruins are on at that same time. You just see the tweets and you don't really see like a, too much of it you see the stats obviously which are pretty telling but you don't physically see it you don't see the full package and I think one of the funny parts of this penguin series was like you knew going in Jari wasn't that great right like you, you knew he was go- definitely gonna have to be really like I think someone said going into the series you know as long as he doesn't lose the many games the penguins will be all right and then you actually watched every game of that series and it was like holy crap he is awful Awful. And I loved Pete Blackburn's tweet of me watching Tristan Jari. And it was uh, Wes McCauley saying West, like, yeah. he's unable to play his position. <laughs> I was like, that's perfect. But I mean, it really goes, and, and it goes back to this, and we've said this before. You know, for the Bruins fans who really bitch about Rask, watch these other teams because the Penguins were a good team. They're a good, yes. that's not a bad team. And the other part of it, and we've, and you've said this all year, was, you have Jeff Carter scoring a bunch of goals. You have like Cody Cece and Mike Matheson playing like really well. And you have all these guys who are typically not doing so hot or are supposed to be on the back end of their careers. Some not even in the NHL who are playing like a Stanley cup contender. And then you have that in net. Like I was thinking this morning, it would almost be like, like what was the, what was the biggest weak link of the Bruins this year? Most of the year was probably like Jakob Zaboral, right? Like you have Jakob Zaboral back on deep third pairing guy some nights he was up on the first pairing because of uh because of injuries and stuff but it was an, it was annoying for people it was kind of an eyesore right like he had tough time getting out of his own zone couldn't defend the front of the net well like they're all little weak things that people get annoyed with imagine if that was in net imagine if every part of that was then in the net that is Tristan Jari and that is why uh you know 
you could see Rask and 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 be like, you know, maybe you should have stopped that, but at least it's not Tristan Jari. Yes. That's like and the so, ultimate that's the ultimate like level to weigh all of the goal against. So at least you're not Tristan Jari level. It's like <laughs> it's like the it's like the scene in Moneyball with Brad Pitt where he's like there's ten ten layers of shit and there's Tristan Jari. I mean, yeah, like it I just picture like what Pittsburgh fans are looking at now and like putting it in the perspective of the Bruins of like if you didn't have Rask or Rask was playing at that level of squandering one of the last good chances you had. No, not saying that Pittsburgh was going to go on a crazy run, but they were good, man. Like they were, they were a good team. They were a team that going to see the East. Yeah. They were a team that was going to give you some problems. Uh, if you just had a stable guy in net, and that wasn't the case. So to have it, I mean, again, not a shocking revelation, but you need good goaltending to get fired in the playoffs, but even competent goal goaltending, I mean, just giving up games off of just uh dreadful play. So, uh, but again, that's why Pittsburgh is out, and that's why the Islanders, even though they may not be the most thrilling product on the ice, that's why they're moving on. I mean, he literally gave away a game in, yes. in game five. Like, gave yes. it away. Just here's yes. the puck, score on me. And that's the thing. And it was, it just, it, 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 it's infuriating to see, uh, even for other, like, as you said, for other teams, you know, squandering last chances and, and things of that sort. But yeah, I mean, I, I, it's funny. I saw a tweet today. It was like, imagine what the Penguins could have got if they traded Matt Murray after the two cups, like you could have gotten so much. And so yeah. I think they, I think they low key expected that going into this year when, when Murray went to Ottawa, I think they expected like, Oh, Tristan Jari will step up and he's not going to be amazing, but he'll be good enough to get us deep in the playoffs. And, and I think they kind of thought the same about to Smith who was out. Right. Cause I know I think it was Max legacy uh, on the bench yeah. last night. Or so it was just, I, I mean, that was a debacle. And, and again, if the Bruins could have played the Penguins, if you could play Tristan Jari, like that's why I tweeted if if you know if the Islanders if the the best matchup is Islanders with Tristan Jari in net uh, that would be a very safe bet. What's not a or what is always a safe bet though is bet online. Tell the listeners about bet online. Absolutely, Evan. Listen up, guys. It's an it's an exciting time of the year on the sports world. Red Sox are playing. The Celtics are. Yeah, and at long last, playoff <laughs> hockey is back, and the Garden is going to be packed this weekend or Monday. And even if you guys haven't made it back to Fenway or the Garden just yet, you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. No matter how the schedules change or the players that play, Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you get in on every game this season with the fastest updated odds in the industry. There are always more options to wager than anywhere online, and we even have an exclusive promo code for our loyal listeners. So go to Bet Online and enter promo code. CLNS50, that's CLNS50, for a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. You heard me, a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Evan, no one beats that. I'm pretty sure nobody beats that. Per a source, per many sources, nobody beats that. So what are you guys waiting for? Head to Bet Online today and take advantage of all the great bonuses, offers, and contests available right now. Again, enter promo code CLNS50, that's CL. NS50 for a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sports book experts. Go there now. Also, they I think if they play even if they if they do play Saturday, they'll probably play Monday as well. I would assume at the garden. We'll just do right yes, tonight. So, they're going to play Monday no matter what. Yes. But it's what I'm Something that go drastically wrong if they're not playing on Monday. So. <laughs> yeah, that'd be bad. Um, uh, maybe the Celtics fans burn down the, the garden when uh, Kyrie, I w- I, I when Kyrie shows them. <laughs> uh, so, the Islanders. The Islanders are the team the Bruins will play in the second round. 
had a, a little bit of tough time with them in the early part of the regular season, uh, won their last three after the trade deadline. Again, I almost consider this Bruins team after the deadline. I don't even really consider the Bruins before the trade deadline. It's like the, it was like the, 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 uh, the fake Bruins, the, some of the Providence Bruins in a sense. Now I get the real Ma- Bruins. The Marlboro Bruins. The Marlboro Bruins. After April 12th, it was, you know, new team, brand new team, which by the way, it stinks. Well, not stinks. It's a good thing. See that a year ago t- today, we would have killed for all the content we would have, we would have had right now because we have the playoffs. We also have Taylor Hall's comments that he made to Emily Kaplan at ESPN, but I want to, discuss the Islanders first, and then maybe we can save the Hall comments or talk about them in a little while. Um, no surprise. I don't think they were like a surprise. Um, right. Summed up, he just wanted to, he want, he expressed he wants to be here past like two years. Really? And I don't think the, the wow. hold, I know the holdup has never been him. It's, it's the Bruins. That, that's Sweeney. That's the holdup. Getting him to say anything is going to be the tough thing. But the Islanders. So uh, what are your initial thoughts and impressions going into this series? Yeah, I mean, I guess bottom line, I still think the Bruins should be favored in this matchup. I, you look at the mismatches that the Bruins had against the Capitals and what they would have had against the Penguins. They're not as drastic as they are uh, with the Islanders. You know, it's not like they've got a black hole in net um, with whether it's Sorokin or, or Verlamov. I imagine it's going to be Sorokin now, but even if let's say Sorokin comes back to earth um, from what he was against Pittsburgh and Verlamov is healthy, He's not a bad backup plan, right? I think he had like a 9-4 uh, save percentage against Boston in seven games. So he was great against Boston during the regular season. So he already got kind of a, a a slimmer margin of error in terms of what what you're going up against in net. And again, it's not like the Islanders are – you know what they're going to bring, right? They're going to, you know – pack up the, uh, pack the neutral zone. They're going to put, you know, probably three guys on the blue line, try to limit how many, and en- how many clean entries you have, uh, limit rush chances. So it's going to be a lot of, you know, trying to find that, that open lane or, or just dumping the puck in and trying to, you know, get, be the first guy in there. So not riveting hockey by any means, but, uh, plenty of teams have used it in the past, to go very far in the playoffs. Right. So, um, but you, you kind of look at the overall way that the team is set up and, whether it's goaltending, whether it's defense, whether it's offense, especially the Bruins are just better in every area there. Now, does that mean that, you know, the Bruins going to average five goals a night? No, of course not. Not when they've got a much more structured defense uh, and a better tandem in net, but you kind of look at uh, the way these two teams match up. And I, I think what people are probably, you know, people are focusing on the Bruins trying to get past the the Islanders defense, but you also have to look at, you know, the Islanders scored a bunch of goals, but it was against Tristan Jari. Like, Tuka Rask is much better than Tristan no, Jari. No, he's not. Yeah, no, of he's not. Of course. Jari's not. less money. It doesn't, it doesn't equate. But, but like, you, you look at Rask, right? And even regardless of how well Rask looked in that first round, he's done very, very well against the Islanders in the past. I think he's 19-7-1 with, like, a 9-3-6 save percentage against the Islanders in his career. Pretty good. Um, so you look at that and I think this is going to be a series where, uh, you know, Rass is going to have to be your best player, which is par for the course for most series. Right. But I think especially in this one where you're going to have, I think a lot of two, one games or three, two, or, you know, a tied game going into the third. Um, again, the, the capital, uh, not the capitals, the Islanders are not a high flying offense, but they're opportunistic. Uh, you know, they like to counter rush if you get a turnover in the neutral zone. So, uh, I think Rask has to be 
obviously uh, locked in to, to get them past this opponent, but you kind of just go down the line of how they match up in all regards. The, the margin is not as drastic again, as it is with another team they'd be going up against, but the Bruins should have the edge in all those areas, right? They have a better offense. Uh, you know, it remains to be seen how the Islanders, even with their structure are going to stop both the Bergeron and Krejci lines. I mean, I think uh, the Krejci line, especially Hall is going to be, key for this series. I think he's due for a monster series. Um, you look at defense, uh, you know, Islanders aren't flashy, but you can't overlook like how good Pelican that top pairing is. Uh, but Bruins also have a great, great deep pair as well with McAvoy leading the charge. And again, Sorokin and Verlamov, very good, but Rask is better. So, uh, again, may not be the most riveting brand of hockey, but the Bruins, if they play to their level, should be on the, the right side of the scoreboard for most of these games, even if maybe they're going to come down to the wire. Yeah, I mean, you mentioned Taylor Hall. I think he's going to be so big with the zone entries yes. uh, for that line, especially. And Krejci as well, kind of navigating through the neutral zone like he normally does, slowing the game down, hitting Taylor Hall in stride. I think that's going to be a big one. Uh, that, I, that It feels like this that line's going to be big in this series. I just have a weird feeling that that might be the case. I looked up the numbers for Bergeron against all four, uh, or Bergeron's line against all four uh, lines the Islanders roll out. And they're good. They were good from this year. They, nothing was, nothing jumped off the page. I mean, they had a 68 or 0.75 Corsi 4 percentage against the bars all line. That was the only number that really like stood out to me. They didn't really get that much time against the bars all line. Uh, I think, yeah, they mainly played uh, Brock Nelson's line uh, this season. They, they spent the most time against them. Uh, but yeah, I, I don't, I don't, I, this is going to be a close series. I don't think this is going to be like a, I mean, but in terms of games, I, I don't, or like, you know, score in the games, this game, this series could go four, could go five, obviously could go six or seven. Well, technically it could, yeah, it could go any of those. Like could. It's Captain Obvious seven here. Uh, but I mean, like score wise, mm-hmm. it's going to be a close, it's going to be low scoring. Unlike the Penguin series where it would have been like, you know, six to five and high flying offense games. Um, but yeah, I don't see any area where the Bruins have the, or, or kind of, you know, where the Islanders have the upper hand. I don't see any glaring weaknesses that, that they have going into the series. I think this is a series that the Bruins should win. Um, I don't think that this is one uh, that the, I mean, maybe the Islanders building might be louder. <laughs> maybe that's the one. I mean, they seem pretty rowdy in game six. I don't see any other area where I'm like, Oh shoot. You know, the Bruins are really gonna have to crack down on this. Cause even with their offensive lines, there's no overpowering line. It's not like the Islanders have a clear, number one line that you know they don't have a Bergeron line or even really a, a Krejci line the Krejci line's number one on most teams yeah yeah so that's I, the thing I don't I don't see any big area that the Bruins should be super concerned about yeah no I mean they're they're an opportunistic team but you look at obviously you got to watch out for Barzal obviously you ever heard of him yes. we're yeah. gonna deal with it yeah, I to get it out of the way right. now let's get it out of the way now before Boom. get it all out get everything yeah. out uh but you also look at, I mean, how much of a loss I think uh, Lee was to them. Uh, the fact that you don't have him on that line. I think Komarov is on that top line, which is a little bit unorthodox, yes. right? So, um, but you know, that, that second line they have with uh, Beauvillier and Nelson and Bailey is, is, Beauvillier is good. Beauvillier yeah, no, that, that, is very that, good. I think that second line is probably their best overall line in terms of just like consistently, you know, hemming the puck in of, you know, countering on those rushes once they get turnovers in the neutral zone that's a t- that's a line that can really get you but um but again it, it's one of those things where the Bruins should have the the matchups but also Barry Trotz is a good coach and he likes those matchups and he likes grinding the game down to a halt so it's not going to be like uh 
you know, if they were playing the Penguins, you probably would have had a lot of Bergeron versus Crosby, which Bergeron pants pants that line in the regular season. I think they outscored Crosby four nothing uh, during regular season. I could very well see Trotz keeping either Pajot's line or or that fourth line of you know Sezikis and Clutterbuck and those guys against Bergeron try to neutralize them. I imagine they're going to do that for one of those two lines because you got to deal with Krejci and Hall as well. So whether that's I feel like for them, it's going to be trying to neutralize those two lines with their, with their checking units um, as opposed to trying to match fire with fire. And hopefully for them, I bet their game plan is seeing if, you know, the, the Beauvillier uh, Nelson line can get, you know, land punches against kind of lesser matchups there. But, um, but I mean, again, Barry Trotz is a good coach. He, again, he keeps it simple in terms of especially their neutral zone structure, but uh, they're a team that will grind you down, and then it's you know one one game, and you're driving yourself crazy, and all of a sudden there's a turnover in the neutral zone. They got numbers down the other way. Barzal sets up a guy for a nice one timer, and you're scr- you're scratching your head, right? That's kind of how Islanders play. Thrilling, no, but it works. You mentioned the checking lines going against those top two lines, the Bruins. I mean, you think about it. If that Barzal line was to go against the Bergeron line for seven games, they get killed. Yeah, Kill- I mean, killed. It wouldn't even be close. And that's why I think, you're, as you said, you're going to have to put up Peugeot or Sezikis against those top two lines if you're trots. And again, they only have three of those seven games at home. So yes. you only get those three games to have that matchup that you'd like. Uh, so, yeah, I don't I don't see a, a huge area with that. I also think the other thing is with this team, I mean, this team on paper, you know, if you gave this to another coach, I don't know if they're here right now. I think a lot of this team's yeah. success is Barry Trotz. Mm-hmm. It's the system's. As yep. you said, it's it's stifling teams in the neutral zone. It's packing it in. It's doing all those little things to make it really simple, but very hard to get to the middle and very hard to enter the O-zone. And, you know, it, it's interesting that that makes that big of a difference, that, that that that's a huge thing, and that is for them, and that's sustained them. I mean, when, even when they lost, like, right after they lost to Varys, um, they, had, they, they, they had this stuff, and they still had the same success. People forget they were in the Eastern Conference Final last year, and the year before that, they were in the second round. And like they're consistently good, mm-hmm. and that's the thing. And I think it, a lot of it goes back to Trotz is just how good of a coach he is and how smart he's. Probably the best all around coach in the league, I, I would say. I, would say I mean, so. yeah. Given year out in, uh, with this roster, even body before work. this, yeah, yeah, with year before year, before this it was the Capitals who randomly just didn't want him back. Was that the thing they, they want to pay him? So they have Todd Reardon. Yeah, it was like a, he like Todd. I think he like technically resigned, right? Didn't, I think it was a technical like. I, I formally resigned, but it was more like a throwing like the yeah. birds up, I think is what it was. But, uh, but you look at just the, the way the Islanders are structured. Um, yeah, it's what he's done for that team has been monumental. As you said, most franchise, you lose a guy like Tavares and you kind of look at not, not spit pots, right? Like they've got good players, you know, sprinkled throughout their lineup, but to, to lose a franchise guy like Tavares and run it back with the success they've had now. Obviously, Barzal developing the player he has. Uh, Pellick, those guys doing very well. Uh, that helps out a lot. But um, but you just look at the, the system he put in place. It, this, the results speak for themselves, man. I mean, they, they were – they gave Tampa a pretty good test for quite a few of those games. They were frustrating them, which if Tampa, a team that can make offense out of nothing in a hurry – uh, runs into fits. You're gonna you're gonna expect some of that during this year. I think the Bruins will still be able to land their punches, but um, there's gonna be a whole bunch of there's gonna be a couple of games. I think where the, the Bruins are gonna have like 
25 shots on goal and people are going to be like, why aren't they shooting more? It's like, all right, well, they're, they're running into bodies of the blue line. They're trying to, or they're losing pucks off of dumping them in. So, uh, it's, it's going to be kind of one of those ones you kind of land the punch as well you can, but the Bruins at least have the personnel that when those opportunities are there, they have guys that can bury them. Oh yeah. Martian versus Komarov, by the way, that's going to be an interesting matchup. Just give it off, give off history. Yeah. Uh, and the other thing is I, I think the series is going to end in game seven when uh, it's going to be a three-on-one. It's going to be DeBrusque, Zaboral, and Seneshin against Barzal. Somehow that takes place. It happens. It's a three-on-one. It's going to go Zaboral to DeBrusque to Seneshin, who taps it in, and the Bruins win the 2015 draft, putting the Barzal stuff to bed, and and there it is. It's over. The Bruins did it. They No, no one can complain about not having Barzal anymore. That's how the series is going to end. I'm telling you right now. Well... Even if that happens, is Islanders fans who will still bring it up every <laughs> single time, or Bruins fans. Bruins fans will talk about it more. I had some, I tweeted that the uh, the the meme of uh, Kepka yesterday of like people. Yes, mentioning I it, saw that. And like someone replied and like r- rattled off the name the uh, Brusque Senishin and Zaboral, but like it was like a ra- it was like a radio caller that just took to Twitter because all the names were spelled drastically wrong. Too, I, I I forgot what it was, but it was like the most typical like Mike from Quincy. <laughs> uh, like response on Twitter to it. So uh, we're going to hit that. I mean, you know, Barzal is going to score like a, a highlight reel goal or, or something oh, yeah. in this series. So um, again, we'll get it out of the way now. We, we we try not to talk about this as the series goes on. So hopefully, hopefully we only have one week of this to uh, talk about Barzal and what. Also, Seneshit and Zaboro probably won't even see the ice in the series. Uh, so again, I, no. <laughs> we would hope that something again would have to go drastically wrong if that's the case. Yeah, I, no, the Barzal stuff, I, I actually kind of, for some reason, forgot about all that until I saw your meme. And I said, he's right. That's that's what actually is going to be talked about quite a bit. Because um, that was, for a while, like, Barzal was scoring against the Bruins. And it was, oh, look, look, they, they could have had him. And for a while, I was like, you're right. And then it just got to the point where it was consistent. Like, yep, yeah, they could have. Yeah, we know. Yeah, they could they could have had him. They, they could have. We know. We know. So now comes the time we've all been waiting for. Predictions. Predictions. So you are hot. You you got the first one, which I wouldn't even say you're one and zero. It's like you're in some ways four and zero. Like I feel like it's like winning. You know, getting one series right is more than like one point. It's like four. That's a big thing to do. Um, we should count it for like how many games you're off and who you got picking right. But you can pick the whole thing. Bruins and five over the Caps. You did it. So I will let you go first. What is your pick? Yeah, uh, it's not, I think, as bold as uh, before, but I'm going to go uh, Bruins in six. I think they're far and I think you know, maybe not far and away is too strong, but I think in every area, the Bruins are the better team. I just think the way the Islanders are built and their structure, you're going to have like a 2-1 loss or you're going to have a game that goes into overtime where it's a flip of the coin where the Islanders can extend the series. But uh, if everyone is playing to their capability, if that top six is playing like they did at the end of the the Washington series, if you're getting a timely goal or two from Coyle and DeBrusque, um, if, if Hall especially is uh, playing a big role in breaking through that neutral zone trap that the Islanders roll out, and if Rask is how he was in that first round, which uh, you hope he can continue that going forward, um, I think the Bruins just every matchup favors them in terms of uh, – how you map out this series. So I'm going to go Bruins in six. I just think that uh, there's no really weak spot. It's not like the Islanders have a, an area that you're dreading, like going into the capital series. You're like, all right, Bruins going to score their goals, but if they get on the, the, 
if they spend so much time in the penalty box, they're going to pay for it. Ended up not happening. The Bruins PK was fantastic in that series, but it's not like the, the Islanders have this secret weapon unless the only thing is if, you know, Sorokin or Verlamov just become unconscious, right? If they like go on a crazy run then, and they start stealing a couple of games, then you kind of raise the alarms a little bit, but I, I think you just look up and down the roster. The Bruins should have the clear edge in multiple areas. I'm disappointed in your prediction. I know. It's the same, it's the same, it's the nah, same as mine. <laughs> Bruins at six. And I know I, 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 that was the same one I had last, uh, last series, but I do feel that way. I think this is a six game series. Bruins are going to win it. Uh, Bruins have been the hotter team down the stretch. We went over the numbers on Bruins beat. Um, you know, I know the Islanders are coming off a nice, uh, series win over the Penguins, but. I just think the Bruins have more firepower. I think if everything goes right, which everything is trending upward, nothing's really trending down with the Bruins. Everyone's can, kind of getting better. I mean, obviously Rask is the obvious one, but the top line is getting better and better. The Krejci line is getting better. The coil line is starting to take shape and the fourth line looks pretty good. Mm-hmm. So if that's, you know, and, the, and by the way, defensively, everything looks pretty good. Clifton's on the up. McAvoy's on the up. Grizzly, like no one's sucking. <laughs> everything's good. Mm-hmm. So I just think with that, you know, maybe you'll see them a little slow in game one because of the layoff. But yeah. I do think that ultimately uh, that's going to be a, um, a six game series that the Bruins win. I do. And, and, and again, like I just I I, I, I want to be bold, but I don't think this is a bold series. I think if they played the Penguins, you could be bold. You could say, oh, Bruins in four. I, w- I would have gone Bruins at four. <laughs> if, if somehow they won, if somehow Pittsburgh won, I was going to go Bruins. I was going to do Bruins in three. Because is so bad. <laughs> is so such a horrible goalie. Ugh. But yeah, no, I would. I, that would have been like a, a bold thing, or like Penguins in seven, or something like that. Even right, I don't know yeah. how that would have happened, but I don't know how Tristan Jari holds up for seven games. But crazier things have happened. Actually, maybe they haven't. Maybe that might be the craziest thing that would have ever taken place ever. But uh, that is it. That is it for today's uh, Poke the Bear episode forty-five. Uh, before I let you go, Connor, is there anything uh, that the people can look forward to over at BSJ? Yeah, uh, whether the games start on Saturday or Monday, we're going to have a full preview, uh, written preview, uh, that's going to be complementing this. That will drop probably the morning of uh, whenever game one is. So you can find that over at bostonsportsjournal.com. So subscribe there. If you want to follow me on Twitter, uh, you can do that at Connor Ryan underscore 93. Go do all that. That's Connor Ryan. I'm Evan Marinovsky. You poke the bear listeners. Have a great rest of your day. (laughs) 